Okay, welcome back to another episode of Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouth. The pepper is that hot topic that has everybody talking, and the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. I'm Bethany. I'm Christina. And today, we have a special guest. Hello, hello, Priya. None other. (laughs) Let's toast to that. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Just talking about how we don't like mouth noises on the track. I know, I know. And that was nothing but mouth noises. That was like an ASMR. (laughs) Unintentional, unintentional. Okay, guys, so we're back with our first podcast of 2022, and uh, we didn't do any wrap-ups or anything. We're just going to push forward and bring a topic to light today. Nigga, we made it. Nigga, we made it. Like That's really all we have to say about 2021, is that we all made it to 2022, and thank God for that. Yes. So Priya, please tell us about yourself. Who are you? Why do we know you? You know me. Uh, hi, everyone. Second time being on here. Uh-huh. And I moved to Atlanta when I was around 10, and I met these fools. Mm-hmm. Um, I not met, quite at 10, though. Not quite at 10, but in sixth grade, I met Christina. She doesn't remember, so I fuck don't that. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> sixth grade was a blur. I was, it was traumatic. She I was having a middle post- school was a blur, but I, whatever. It is. Kind of. I was having like a yeah. traumatic response, like a stress response. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. And I met Bethany in seventh, seventh grade. grade in Miss Nunnally's class. Yes. When I was hella bad and B was hella quiet. I was I was the new girl. I was the new girl yeah. that year and Priya was super uh Hood. Yeah. <laughs> She was very much about it, about it. <laughs> she was very much about it, about it, but we became friends. Yeah. I got my Glock in my bag. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, ancient changed. We've been through a lot of a lot of just life changes and shit, and here we are in our 30s and We're still friends. A very strong friendship. And so that's what brings us to our conversation today, and I think me on this line. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So the theme of today is friendships. Um, I think it's very on time as one of our favorite shows in the world came to an end, Insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the takeaway from that was the friendship, the love story of Molly Ooh. and Issa. Right. The a, a great depiction of friendship amongst women in their late 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. I think. Women of color. Yeah. Women of color. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Right. We don't get too many shows that are really doing a deep dive into those relationships, how we nurture them, how they, the ups and downs that they go through. Yeah. You get the catty shit. Yeah. And that's how they show women of color. Right. Friendships. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah there's, there's not a lot of yeah. nuance yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and realness too. Like, not just, uh, the good times, mm-hmm. but also the bad and the awkward in between as well. Yeah. When you haven't talked for a while or... 
shit has come in the way of the relationship. Mm. Yeah. Life so events. Let's get yeah. into it. Let's get, yeah, into, let's, let's get there. Let us deep dive into <laughs> yeah. our take on friendships. Absolutely. Um, so I want to first present the question, how do you guys make friends as adults? We've been friends since childhood. childhood yeah. So that's different. But, you know, as we get older, maybe our childhood friendships aren't always aligned. Like we're not in the same place. So how do you, how have you made friends as an adult? I think for me, I, primarily through work. And I know that sounds like, I think there are people that are your coworkers. And then if you're fortunate at some point, at some job, some work experience, you click with someone yes. and yeah. you're like, yeah. Okay, like we're gonna ride it out. Like we you're can, we can my be friends, friends, we can off, be the friends off the clock. Yeah. Right, right. So I think I have guarded a lot of relationships through work. Some of them not the greatest relationships. I mean, in the sense that work in my early adulthood life mm-hmm. was kind of a toxic, seedy environment. I'm talking about the restaurant industry. If you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, while I had friends, people that were homies and we like hung really tough, it was just the circumstances put us in some weird situations sometimes. Yeah. You're up late. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of drinking. Yeah. So... Maybe not the most it's like so messy. Yeah. Maybe not the most authentic presenting. Yes. Relationships. Yes. Fortunately, I feel like there have been a few of those relationships that we have kind of peeled away the layers of just random shit that happens in that environment and still been able to kind of salvage like authentic relationships. Yeah. But I think primarily as an adult, it's been through work. Yeah. <laughs> what are you what you know, about you I, I was gonna say i agree with that yeah like sometimes through friends of friends yeah you know where you just happen to vibe with that person mm-hmm. but for women it's uh-huh. easier to make those relationships like it's easy for me to meet another woman and be like bitch let's hang out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. number but I don't see a guy being like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Or even like between women and men. Like I have, yeah. I don't have very many male. I, I, dare, dare I say. New male friendships. Yeah. I have zero new male friendships that I have like created on my own. Like not through another friend. Like, oh, this is my friend's boyfriend or this yeah. is my friend's brother. Or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the, like, what do we got to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I, I, I yeah. do think, okay, I think I have bridged some friends of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that I'm, some of my friends that I've met elsewhere have become friends with my other, other friends, friends, with yeah. my old friends. Yeah. And I love when that happens, and I love when it happens vice versa. Mm-hmm. Most of my friends come from work as well because mm-hmm. most of your new adult friends most of my new adult friends because yeah. it's like when you're not at home all of us are at work <laughs> yes right <laughs> all, so, the time, all the time all the time yeah. so it's yeah. like i probably see the people at work more or if not just as much as i see the people in like my regular pedestrian civilian mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so there's that 
And um, I, I definitely think some of you guys' friends I've adopted as my sure. friends. Yeah, and sure. I always love when that happens. Yeah, it just, I mean, just uh, solidifies that I'm making the right choices. Yes, yes. yes. When when you are a good person right. and you're surrounded by good people. Yes, <laughs> like when your friends get along with your friends, it's orgasmic, actually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yay, I want you to text her. Yeah. Just text her. Just text yeah. her. Especially bachelorette parties and bridal showers, and when those events happen, you meet the whole mm-hmm. spectrum, right? Yeah, your childhood friends to who is close to you now, yeah, just the whole thing. And it, I find it fascinating. Like yeah. it feels like a PhD dissertation, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just to be like, who do you surround yourself mm-hmm. with, and like, who do I fuck with? Mm-hmm. And I don't. Right. And like, how did you be? I know you as a person, so I know you would never even be friends with her. Why are you friends with her? Right. Yeah. Or do I know you as a person? Yeah. Or do I? Yeah. Uh, luckily, this I is how they make shows out of. <laughs> I've only had one friend have like a big wedding mm-hmm. where we met everyone, and for the most part, it was cool. Like yeah. there was no one that I like hated. Right. There's one person that I actually really fucked with. Shout out to Heather. Um, so <laughs> there was that. And I was like, okay, I see why you are friends with this person mm-hmm. because we're both friends with the same friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like, hmm. <laughs> okay, but wait, you touched on something earlier. What? Uh, your friendships with men oh. and your friendships with women. You don't make friends, you don't make male friends now. No. I, I feel okay, most of the male friends that I that I have, mm-hmm. I either met when I was young mm-hmm. or they're my boyfriend's friends. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or we dated, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we and now they're just the whole grandfather, yeah, grandfathered in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I just don't make m- friends with men in the same way that I do. Mostly because I'm sorry, but men actually I'm not sorry. Men are fucking weird, yeah. and <laughs> half the time I'm really not trying to talk to you, like. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid, I'd rather risk avoiding a, I'd rather risk missing a good opportunity to have a good interaction with a man than risk, this could be weird, so I'm just not going to talk at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it doesn't matter that much that this could turn out good when it often turns out so just weird and creepy. Like, I want to avoid those situations at all costs, so I just don't be talking to men. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> there is a lot of. There's a, I mean, and it's because men ruin it for other men, really. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's not necessarily a judgment on each di- individual. It's just like what you have compiled from your 30 plus years of research. Yes, exactly. And interaction with men. I listened to a podcast. I podcast cheated. On yeah. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to another podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And they were saying the whole podcast was about how men in older age are so lonely. Like mm-hmm. they don't, they don't have a lot of strong friendships. Mm-hmm. And with women or just in general, it was just in general. They were just like they don't have deep relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like and I talked to my other guy friends about this. 
some of them have deep relationships, but some of them are like, you know, I find that I talk to them less or I find that I talk to them less about deep shit that it's just always on the surface. Like we'll get together, but I have no idea how their relationship is, for example, Mm -hmm. or a lot of them are struggling with mental health Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it comes about in different ways. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about any of that. That's a little sad. It's sad. I I think it's really sad. I mean, but we know this about men and we know that they are often conditioned to suppress and repress those things that make you vulnerable in relationships that are so vital to healthy relationships. It's like... They don't. Ha- they lack those skills. A right. lot of men do. Yeah. You know. So when you do find a man that's like emotionally intelligent, can communicate, it's like fucking a, finding a unicorn. It's yeah. like you know. But I think, in general, I just with women, I just feel a lot more validated. I feel like I'm seen and heard. There's not a lot of teaching for most most women because you're yeah, yeah, coming yeah. from the same for. The most part, you're coming yes. from the same point of view and sometimes the same place in society right? Mm-hmm. where you can understand each other better. Mm-hmm. I feel like with my male friendships, I don't talk to them every day. No. no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my male, my male yeah. friendships are very much casual yeah. unless it's more than a friendship. Right. Like, And oftentimes it is or it often turns into like, do you find that most of the people, most of the men, or a lot of the men that start off as friends, like it eventually, like they gotta try it at least one time. Like they gotta try you, like or unfortunately, but some some of them no. Like some of it is just like we're friends, we're homies hmm. until we're not homies. But why wouldn't you be homies? But why wouldn't you be homies? But in the same breath, I think a lot of men that I will date or something to that effect we were already friends so you've been vetted you're not a creep or you're not anything like that right so it's like but that's what i'm saying it's like they were friends and now you're dating yeah like you date your friends you date your male friends and then a lot of times if it ends on a weird note or a sour note or it's just difficult to be friends with people that you dated, not impossible. No, like I've I don't had, think it's impossible it's not impossible if y'all were really friends if y'all were really friends yeah. right I just, reached, I, mean, I just reached out to a, a guy friend that we are really close. Yeah. And I, the shit that y'all are talking about, the way my girlfriends reach out to me, he wasn't. And I was just very blunt with him. I was like, I care about our friendship and this is how I want mm-hmm. you to support me. Or this mm-hmm. is how I want to communicate. Excuse me, direct communication. (laughs) You know, I can't stand passive aggressive. (laughs) Right. I'm just aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) Not passive. Um, So I was very upfront about it. But I find that when guys get into relationships, that I all of a sudden become a threat. When I'm not trying to be... And I try to become really good friends (laughs) with the partner. And I... A constant, I think I, it's because it everybody out. loves you, Priya. <laughs> and it's yeah, very yeah, apparent. Yeah, it's yeah. very apparent. So it's not so much about the woman being threatened by you. She's looking at her man a little bit differently. Like, why do you love this girl so much? <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's, I don't, like, especially now, and I know y'all can relate to this, the people in my circle, they're in my fucking circle. So mm-hmm. we yeah. go hard, mm-hmm. right? And so 
I I love you deeply, and I tell people I love them, even if you're a male friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't want somebody to think that I'm trying to. I'm like, please believe if they're my friend, I'm not touching them with a nine foot pole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so you do not. One that's, <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. know, I'm touching the nine foot pole. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone one slips in there every now and then. <laughs> I mean, all in all, I think it, I think male and female friendships can get murky when, especially if it's like a hetero, heteronormative situation. I'm also just putting that out there. Mm -hmm. Like if when you do have these deep friendships with the opposite sex, it can be a little bit confusing because you would love them the same way if it was a romantic attraction. Right. You know, I would hope you would love your romantic partner the same way you love your friends. friends. If not more, it should be more. Mm -hmm. But I think the only thing that separates that is that like physical attraction. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like you should invest as much time and energy and passion and like will and desire to make it work. In your regular friendships that you do in your romantic Yeah. And I don't think we always do. True. We People don't. are willing to go back and forth with this same ass asshole. Yes. yes. Five to six times, but your Girl. friends do something and you're willing to let them go and real And why quick. is that? Is it because you're not, like, attracted to your friends? No. I, well, maybe. I think it goes back to conditioning. Like, we grow up in a society that fosters marriage, have kids, like especially here in the South. Mm-hmm. It's like your goal is to be a wife and, you know, it's very fundamentalist. Sacrifice. It's like sacrifice your body, have a family, submit to your husband. This is your life. This is what you should strive for. You know what I'm saying? And like think about it all the time, like Sierra's prayer. And like, it's just the goal is to find a good man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're a person. person. So you're willing to go to much greater lengths to try and save those relationships and make those relationships work because it would just be the worst if you're not with someone. Yeah. You know, more than the South culturally, yeah. as two black women, Indian women at this table, we know, yeah, going even, up, even more so that pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. growing up Christian, growing up Catholic. You mm-hmm. know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just like you got to get married. You got to have kids. Yeah, like why are you X amount of ages, <laughs> yeah. amount of years old? <laughs> yeah, and you don't have no kids. Right. You yeah. got to get married. Oh. Like, what you doing? Uh, What's the point? Nah, 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 nah. Uh, Keep them. Keep them. Keep them away from me. As a matter of fact, just person I know with kids is like don't have kids. Right. There's not a lot of good press for kids. <laughs> <laughs> we love all of our nieces and sisters. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah, yeah. yeah, it. But they all happen to be women. <laughs> Facts. Another point. Love you too, Keisha. <laughs> okay, so speaking of relationships and friendships. Let's talk about it. Uh, do your friends and your significant other need to have like an established friendship with each other? Like your person that you're dating uh-huh. or married to or you know partnered with, mm-hmm. do they need to have good standing friendships with your friends? I think it makes it easier 
Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of a when you introduce your partner into the mix and it works seamlessly and there's no weird shit and yeah. no one's feeling like why mm-hmm. similar to the bachelorette party like how did you become friends with this person like yeah, how did yeah. you start dating this person like when there's no questions like that and everyone mm-hmm. gels I think it makes socializing easier yeah. and maybe even your life a little bit easier for sure it's it's ideal it's like exactly it's ideal it's ideal no one wants to date somebody that everybody hates Mm -hmm. to me it feels necessary Mm. a little bit because y'all know me best Mm -hmm. or the people that have been in my life and when you are so attracted to somebody you're so up against it you can't see the things around you you know like you've had that relationship where you break up and they're like Man, I wanted to tell you. And I was like, but you couldn't tell me when we were in it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I can understand you might have been scared or whatever because I was there. But people tell you that afterwards. And I thought about, like, I don't don't want that to be the thought process when I'm with somebody. Like, y'all don't have to be best friends. But I do want you to be excited to see that person. Or that y'all can hang out without me. Right. And Mm. appreciate who that person is and vice versa. Yeah. Right. Hanging out without you yeah <laughs> you meaning you're not in the equation but your friend and My your partner. significant yeah. other are hanging out like you could invite that person and it could be and you could come later yeah yeah, mm. yeah. That's see that's the next level, level. That's, that's next what I level. Would want yeah I, yeah that's that's ideal I mean I guess it is selfish because it is like make my life easier and just get along you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. but the older I get I think I used to, like, be so idealistic about my partnerships and my friendships. And the older that I get, I feel the more that I'm like, it's fine. As long as you're cordial, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be best friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to force this. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm such a multifaceted person that sometimes, just like certain friend groups... I have parts of myself that expand and compress depending on who I'm with. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not on no, like, oh, she fake, she phony, but mm-hmm. you know, there are some friends that get certain parts of me. And yeah. I feel that way with my relationship as well, with my re- relationship with my boyfriend as well. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I don't know. There's just certain comfortability, certain allowances, I think that when I'm with certain people. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. fine to have different separate groups. and. Can I also make a caveat to mm-hmm. this? There's a difference between somebody I don't really hang out with or get along with because they have idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. And sh- you know, they might just like be a little off, mm-hmm. but they're so good for my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm. Versus like, yes, okay. That's a you good point. are fucked up person yes. or the things that you believe in. Because I have... Two people in my life, and I've been going. Call them out, name them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just okay, kidding. so one. <laughs> Their significant others are Trump supporters, oh. and that shit has been hard. Like, yeah. one of them I'm not very close to, so it's kind of like it's fine, it's hello. But like, mm-hmm. there's another friend that I'm close to, and 
she also talks about the issues with that. And I'm like, is there something that I'm missing about you that mm. I'm not seeing? Like, why are you okay with, like, what are your ideals right. that I don't know about? Right. And that's to a be very, so aligned yes. with this person because mm-hmm. I feel like a person that is a Trump supporter, sorry, like, you are automatically put in a certain category for me. Mm-hmm. You believe in things that, that I, I could just never get with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like in order for you to tolerate or be around and be intimate, especially and possibly plan a life with this have person. Children. What are you going to be teaching your children? Yeah, like yeah. your ideals have to be in sync with them in some sort of way. Right. This is not like we yeah. disagree on like what good music is. Right. This is right. This is some other shit. And that's Sometimes what I think is different. It's so life or death. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when you talk Safety. about yeah, like people's rights, people's human rights, like mm-hmm. things that people are denied access to. Like these are all issues that come up when you're talking about politics, when you're talking about people's mm-hmm. support of certain, yeah. you know, sides. It, it, like, it always goes to a very, like, personal level. Like, you cannot say, don't take it personal. Because yeah. it is personal. It's personal. Yeah. It's our everyday. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you invite me to something, are you putting me in an unsafe situation that mm. you didn't think about? Because you're oblivious, or you think it doesn't matter, or you have the option to take things lightly. Right. Yeah. 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 You you said something important earlier. Like, do you not like this person because they're not good for your friend or because you just would not pick them as a mm-hmm. a friend that you would have? Yeah. And I think that's what it all boils down to. Like, me not liking my friend's significant other it could be like, mm, I just don't see it here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I just don't, I don't see it for y'all. Okay. Or is it like, no, this is a bad person. My fucking signals are going off. Right. Like the red flags, <laughs> the whole room is a red flag when this person walks in. Like, yeah, that is, that's a good thing to distinguish when you talk about liking or disliking your friend's significant other. But ultimately, I, I don't know if this makes me a bad friend, but I usually be like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna, like, you're gonna figure it out sooner or later. Like, I know for sure I had a significant other that everybody hated. Mm -hmm. And for me in the moment, I'm like, okay, you don't don't see him like I see him. But, you know, it was just over time, it became very apparent to me. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I want to give everyone the grace of, like, figuring out for yourself. Like, I could say, I don't really fuck with this person. Like, mm, I don't care. Yeah. Or just, like, not be around. Like, if I don't... Yeah, like, if I don't like them, I won't even be around them. But I'm going to trust that you will figure it out on your own time. Makes sense. I also think that... If I'm asked, mm-hmm. I will say it. Not if, if I'm asked. Because I have been asked by a friend, like, yeah. what did you think of him? And I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. A hundred percent. We mean, went to a gay bar together and he was a hella homophobic. Oh, like, no. just saying shit. And no. Yeah. yeah. That, that's it's a, it's a no for you. It's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that comes down to like your fundamental beliefs. Like, yeah. I just, this is not a person that I would fuck with on any, any, level. any yeah. level. Any level. Yeah. And if you ask me, 
I'll tell you the truth. Right. If you don't ask me, because I think you asking me means there's a little bit of doubt in your mind already. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of, I don't know if this person is meshing with my friends, but let me ask mm-hmm. just to be sure. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ask me, then I assume that you're great with your decision and you don't give a shit about yeah, anyone did. else's yeah. input. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, that brings us right around to the dads. Let's talk about the dad. We haven't had one. It's a dabber branch, you know, going with our wing theme here. (laughs) So we asked everyone on our stories, how important is it for your friends to like your romantic partner? How important is it for your romantic partner to like your friends? Mm -hmm. And we got some responses. Yeah, you got Do you want to take it from the top? I want to hear it. Um, Let's see. So it seems like, okay, just to kind of summarize, it seems like a lot of the men who answered, I just picked a few. Okay. It seems like a lot of the men who answered, they even give a fuck. Because they never do. If y'all don't like each other, I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) And all of the women have like these paragraphs long. That's interesting. (laughs) No men answered my question. So I just took it as they didn't give a fuck. That is so So, funny. I guess, should this be anonymous? Just do male, female. Okay, so this is a woman very close to us. Yes. Um, She writes, 95% important-ish. Friends liking your partner is very, very important. But of course, friends may always find that thing or two in your partner that isn't good enough for you. My partner liking my friends is very important to me, too. They better like him 100%. LOL. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) I want my partner to like my friends. Yeah. Period. You should not have no, no kind of commentary on my friends. More on that. Because they're never going to change. So. Yeah. And they're going to be my friends. Yeah. And I didn't ask you. (laughs) I didn't ask you. (laughs) Um, you know, I think I know all these people pretty well. I'm assuming their gender identities, honestly, at this point. Okay. Uh, yeah. So another woman writes. The important thing is to unpack that, understand where the misalignment stems from, Mm -hmm. uh, and otherwise... Oh, sorry, sorry. Let me start that over. Okay. So I guess she's saying, like, if they don't like each other, the important thing is to unpack that, understand where where the misalignment stems from, and heal it. Otherwise, one or both of those relationships will crumble. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... What's the source of the disliking? Yes, I feel like if there's, like, long-standing, like, tension between your significant other and your friends, Mm -hmm. it's like something's gonna give. Yeah. This gasket's gonna blow at some point. But also, in the same breath, it's like sometimes, just like how you can't see things about about your partner, maybe your partner who knows you well in a different way can see things about your friends that maybe you've overlooked. Sometimes. sometimes. That's rare, though. Sometimes. Because you think my friends been there. They've yeah, been there. Sometimes. That person's coming in. Short yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're, I'm just going to put that in. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, sometimes. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? So, we got a guy <laughs> saying... Little importance. Usually not hanging with both at the same time any damn way. That's a red flag. Why not? <laughs> right. And I I feel like this probably speaks to men and their friendships. Their friendships and also how men behave. Men know how trifling other men are, so they are not bringing their niggas around their 
Girl. Okay, and that that's giving red flag to why wouldn't you bring your girl around you your other your male friends? friends? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you you know friends. things about your friends that you would not want to subject your Part woman to. Yeah. yeah. So reevaluate wait that shit. Your your friend groups. And we say this all the time because, you know, men are often the perpetrators of multiple forms of abuse. Yeah. Women too, we know that now. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of men don't say anything. Yeah. And you're complicit in that. So it's like, if you, seriously, like, piggybacking off what you said, if you Piggyback. can't trust your niggas around your girl, what's really good? What's up with your niggas? They don't yeah. look like the crew. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look like the crew. Right. Do you have another comment from a male? Um, Yes. Uh, why would you care? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm choking on my champagne. <laughs> choking on your champagne. Episode <laughs> title. Why would, why would this even be a question? Like, why does it fucking matter? He's very much on the date who you date. Your friends are who your friends are. It doesn't matter. Probably Separate but equal. Separate but equal kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I I have wait, some. Wait, one okay, more. one more that I really like. Okay. okay, okay, this is from a woman. Okay, um, she goes. She her thoughts are they're not gonna like him in the beginning because he will take up all your time and they won't see you as much. I okay, have horror stories with that and my new uh with more than a few friends, mm-hmm. but eventually they come around. I think it should be important that they all respect one another rather than whether or not they liked each other. Respect goes a long way. Mm. What do you think? Like, how many of your female, well, how many of your women friends? Yes. <laughs> always, always learning, uh, always evolving. Always changing. Yeah. yeah. All the caveats we have. Gender yeah. identities, not all men. <laughs> like when your girl gets a new boo that they're just like gone MIA like you really are caught up you're sprung you're in that honeymoon stage and now I'm not seeing you as often Mm, I'm gonna say no because I probably don't even see my friends that often (laughs) like we are literally living our lives Mm -hmm. like in the same plane but at different times yeah so if we're not seeing each other often it's not like I'm upset about that I think when I was younger and didn't have enough I didn't have shit to lose it was just like are we going to East Atlanta this weekend? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like when we literally had recurring meetups and hangouts and going outs that it made more of a difference. But if you have your shit going on, I have my shit. I'm probably not aware of when you're like booed up or Mm -hmm. with your man or whatever. Right. He's not really taking. Yeah. I think he's not taking like, cause you could still answer your text messages when you're with him. It's a passive form of communication. Right. So Mm -hmm. I don't experience that anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same. I've been in a situation where like we've planned a trip or something like around Mm -hmm. it. And then that person wasn't as present as I would have liked. Like, that has happened. Yeah. But 
again, not that often, nothing to break a relationship. It was more just a conversation. And I was like, honestly, if that's where you wanted to spend your time, like you were, you should have been there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've all been where we've been enamored or whatever it is and enjoying that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's not like I'm taking it. Nobody's like being taken away. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is a sentiment for, like you said, when I was in my early 20s and we were like, my friends were my life. Yeah, like, these are my girls. Hose before bread. Yeah, hose before bread. I literally had nothing else to do except fucking hang out and run the streets. Like, yeah. Yeah, either somebody got a new boo and she's not around as much or she's talking about him constantly, like incessantly. That's a, I guess that's another way that they can take up their time. Yes. Maybe not physically, but like if every time we get together, we're only talking about you and your relationship, that would make me not like their boyfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, and it's nothing the boyfriend did. It's what you're doing. You're making me not like him. You're, you're (laughs) oversaturating me with his nest. And I didn't ask for this. Like, I'm not in a relationship. (laughs) I'm not. You are. I don't want to be involved. Don't bring me into this. Yeah, like, I had to tell a friend one time. It was not great. It was not a great outcome. But I had to tell her, like, bitch, I don't want to hear about this nigga. Like, I'm sorry (laughs) to this man, but... How did she respond? She was very upset. She was like, I feel like a good friend would never say that to someone. Like, you should... If I have something that's on my heart and on my mind, like, you should always be open and ready to listen and I was like yeah but this horse is decaying is so dead like yeah, it yeah. is literally compost at this point like you keep talking about the thing is is that she was talking about like they are very in and out like mm-hmm. breakup to makeup type of couple yeah. and I'm like you, we've been down this road and we've been doing this for years now mm-hmm. and I've been giving the same advice or trying to be neutral at times or I've been very like leave that nigga at mm-hmm. times or like work it out if, you, if that's what you want to do you know you've you used up be, all yeah. of your like bag of cliches is fucking empty at yeah that you're empty and, like, you know like and also trying to be very thoughtful but after you hear the same story over and over and over about the same two people it's like ma'am like you're not even listening to me anymore yeah. you're just you're just using me as a sounding board. Exactly. And I don't like that. And therapist. that's exactly what it, you need you a need therapist. A, yes. So does he. Yeah. And y'all need a couples therapy. I'm not your therapist at this point. Like, yeah. It's one thing to be like, I have a scenario. I need your advice on this one specific thing regarding my partner. But mm-hmm. for you to just constantly be like, we go and do the same shit over and over. Like, I'm sorry. I have to put a boundary on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no more. Mm-hmm. That's true. I have I have one or two okay. responses. Um, this woman says, I don't think we all need to like each other, but there can't be dislike. No opinion or apathy is fine. Okay. And I kind of agree with that. I mean, yeah, the, the as long as there's no hate. Right. You know what I mean? As long as there's no like strong feelings of dislike, we're right. good. Even though I would love it to be, you know, a little more. Smart, I would love it friendly. to be you guys form your own yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are friends. Right. Um, 
another one from a woman. If your friends don't like your partner, that's red flag city because it means your partner has not cared enough to even be likable to your friends. Hey, that's a smart woman. Yeah. I was listening to a radio show Mm -hmm. um, and one of the hosts of the show was talking about how her, he had a friend, a platonic girlfriend, woman friend, Mm -hmm. and she was in a relationship and her partner did not like any of her friends and he was very vocal about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't like them. I don't fuck with them. I don't want you fucking with them. Yada, 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 Mm. yada. And she's like, but I really like him and I want this to work and blah, blah, blah. Like, what should I do? So um, the host had all uh, the listeners calling in and saying Mm -hmm. like what they thought. And this one guy called in he was a therapist and he was like, that's a narcissistic personality. A hundred percent. He's going to turn into an abusive person mm-hmm. and she needs to run as fast as she can. Exactly. In the opposite Ooh. direction. If all of your, if he doesn't, if he doesn't like any of your friends, not just apathy or mm-hmm. indifferent, but yeah. he's like vocally like, don't like her, don't fuck with him, don't like her, yeah. then... Mm that's a problem that that's a red flag and Huge. you know someone asked the question well what's the outcome like what if she stays with him what if she decides not to leave him? that he said it was really harsh and stark but he was like he will kill her and it was like wait how do we go from this to this he was Ooh. like because it's this is how all abusive relationships start they isolate isolation mm-hmm. so that you don't have to depend on so you don't have anyone else to turn to ruin your relationships and then people are now like no you got him that's mm-hmm. where you chose to be. And eventually, when he does become more and more abusive, she won't have anywhere to go. And right. Yeah. People get stuck. Yeah. And so it was like, well, damn. Like, that's but. But it, I think, but I do think it true. should be yeah. taken that seriously. Yeah. Like, if your your partner really just does not fuck with any of your friends, why not? Mm-hmm. With no, like, yeah. real backup to support why you just don't, like, any of my friends but as i said earlier like if you see something in my friends that i don't see something legitimate this person goes on to say that her partner recognizes who her toxic friends are Mm -hmm. for what they are but not in a judgmental way just like that person xyz or asks you for way too many things yeah or like like, this person is kind of a user or she only talks about herself Mm -hmm. or she whatever every you time know. you were her you black out drunk exactly <laughs> something something legitimate to stand on right. i think that is important to note but not just you don't fuck with my friends right right hmm. um yeah i mean I think we're all on the same page with this. The people have spoken. <laughs> the people the have spoken. We <laughs> we want our friends and our significant others to get along, but if not, then it is what it is. But no hate. No hate. No red flags. It's one sex, say. That's <laughs> the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't see well. The two, right? Yeah, the, the two, two, the two men, right? <laughs> the two representatives for the male species. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. The cohort. <laughs> Let's talk about some nasty things. Some lemons. <laughs> lemons. When it comes to friendships, I feel like um, piggybacking off of our previous conversation when we were talking about 
um, what our partner may see in our friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, a ex-partner has pointed out in a friend that they saw that that person was very competitive and jealous. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. you're kidding. You're, I mean, I've known them forever, mm-hmm. but truly that's what it turned out to. Mm-hmm. And those are the ugly parts of friendships that I think we want to deny mm-hmm. and kind of give like, oh no, my, they're my friend. They would never, they would never. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think it's easy to identify certain feelings that you have regarding like a relationship, like identify them as negative, like mm-hmm. your friend doing well, for instance, career wise or getting a promotion, making more money or whatever, having that start to feel like a little bit of a competition, like I need to do something or mm-hmm. more But I think that it can also be healthy motivation Mm -hmm. and it may be based on your perception. Like, how are you perceiving the emotions that you're feeling? Like, Mm -hmm. are are you feeling competitive or are you feeling like, damn, that makes me really want to level up. That makes me want to do better for myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, There's a bit of a thin line between motivation and competition, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's, like, what you want the other person to feel is where the difference comes in. Like, do you want this person to feel jealous of you? Mm. Or do you want your friend to level up just as much as you are? Mm-hmm. And I think that distinction is huge because the first part is somebody who doesn't want good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I feel like, the bottom line. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I have friends who are competing, but, like, I think... The people that I have want the best for me and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Like looking out for each other or if you have deals or some shit or a cut. Like I know Chris and I have definitely talked about like uh, using our networks to like mm-hmm. get to where we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That that one's a little difficult for me because I haven't it's seen ugly. it. It's ugly. I think jealousy in general is like a nasty, ugly trait that no one ever wants to talk about. No one ever wants to admit that they're jealous because they're automatically a hater. Right. You know? You can be jealous and not hate. Right. Because it's such a normal, like... Emotion. Yeah, without it being extreme. Is jealousy a secondary emotion or is it, like, a primary emotion? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel jealous because of something else? Or I guess what I'm trying to get at is... I think a lot of the way that we project feelings has to has more to do with internal struggles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like being jealous of a friend probably reflects more on something that you need to turn inward and sort out within yourself. Yeah, it yeah. Does. it's a personal yeah. problem. Yeah, it's a personal problem. Exactly. But when you project your jealousy is when it becomes hate. Exactly. I think that's when it yes. transitions into hateration right. yeah. and the dancery. Right. But I think stems from insecurities. I think a Ooh. lot of things stem from insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like you can't, in any friendship that I have now, like, I think the way I've been trying to, like, reprogram, deprogram things is just radical honesty. Like, if I'm feeling jealous, jealous I might just be like, yo, I feel some type of way that mm-hmm. you yeah. got X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get like you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I'm a, not mad you got it. I'm not mad you got it. I just was like, I had just it for myself. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that's one way of just like 
like redirecting the jealousy into just being honest like yo i want that shit for myself yeah and it doesn't have to come off as being a negative jealous Mm -hmm. emotion but it's the hate for me like that individual who i was friends with like it it turned into like this really negative dark cloud like i didn't even want to share anything positive that happened to me yeah because it was gonna be downplayed like oh that's not that big of a deal or like you know oh i did that last week yeah you know like cute that you're there now but i did that last week that's so yeah and you shouldn't have to hold it back you right. shouldn't have to like that. I think that's when you know that this is not a friendship anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm not here to compete with you. Mm-hmm. Like we, if anything, we're teammates, and mm-hmm. you should be cheering me on because mm-hmm. we all want to get to the finish line at the same time or around the same time. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like fortunately, I don't, and it maybe because. A lot of my friends, we have such different life endeavors and mm-hmm. goals that it's just like, it doesn't feel like we're even in the same arena a lot of times yeah. to even be jealous of or competitive with each yeah. other. Do you think you know? that helps because you're not in the same arena? Like, uh, let's talk about your work friends because mm-hmm. you're definitely on some sort of the same plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like you the jealousy that you experience experience amongst your work friends is different than like your regular friends where you're all doing something different i don't feel like i've experienced jealousy i I did have we i talked to you about Mm -hmm. a particular work friend who when i was starting on my journey to like work for myself entrepreneur entrepreneur (laughs) um who every time I would talk about what I was trying to do, she's like, oh, that sounds like so much work. I could never, you know, like, just like, and eventually, like you said, I just stopped. I I actually did not stop being friends with her. I just stopped talking about that particular thing. A hundred percent. I'm just like, okay, this is not, you're not the audience. You're not the audience for this. Right. Right. But you would think they would be because you guys do know each other. so Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to go back on something you said yeah. about... Piggyback. I'm going to piggy the fuck back. <laughs> uh, when you were talking about not knowing how somebody might act in a different relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I see this a little bit where somebody, I don't know, but in like the public eye is like abusive or a rapist. And somebody's like, how could they be? I knew them, you know? Right. And like, it, on a less like dark level it made me think like the person you are to me isn't the same person you are to other people Mm -hmm. and I need to recognize that doesn't mean you're bad to other people but Mm -hmm. like maybe like at work I'm just more of a bitch or more of a shark or whatever the fuck it is Ooh, that's the word you You know know what I've been looking for that word for a long time it's not bitch it's shark yeah Yeah. that's the buzzword for being a bitch in the professional space for women Mm -hmm. yeah it's being a shark Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Yeah, I'll store that away. I have some things to say about that later. You guys can't see this, but B is holding a lighter. Yeah, and I'm directing the shark revelation to the back of my mind. My hair might be on fire at the end of this podcast. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the dark things in friendships that I have encountered as 
an adult. Yeah. I mean, in general, how, I mean, conflicts, conflict, disagreements, like just not seeing eye to eye, especially as we grow into ourselves and become older and, you know, develop our beliefs, conflicts are bound to happen. How do you guys resolve conflicts in your friendship? Mm. I've I've gotten better at addressing the situation head on. I still think I have some work to do in like getting to that faster. Because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that I'm like, I don't want to, if I'm angry, like I don't want to talk right now because mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm going to be a shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be nice about it. Right. I'm, I'm probably going to say something I'm going to regret. I'm very regretful about mm-hmm. things I do. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even want to like discuss it right now. But maybe in a couple of days, maybe a week or two, depending on the severity of the situation, I might want to revisit. You know, yeah. I'll cool down. I won't even be mad anymore. And then maybe we can talk. But um, avoidance first and mm-hmm. then the radical honesty After. is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like you can have any kind of ego in your friendships and your relationships mm. when it comes to disagreements ego because dad, we all girl. fuck up. That we should be the up. title of your yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. We mean, all fuck up. The ego. The ego thing. I choked on my champagne. Yeah. <laughs> That's your That's title, title of your book. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think? Come back to me. Okay, okay. I, okay. Yeah. I mean... Conflict in relationships in general for me is very it's a it's a tortuous journey. Is it triggering? Are you triggered? I'm a little triggered okay. because I feel like over the years I have had and also been the source of the source of a lot of conflict in friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that it there has to be a lot of work done to realize like oh that was all me (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I fucked that up you know what I'm saying like I was wrong I was wrong in that situation you know um and I think identifying that a lot of times conflict in my relationships not just friendships but also romantic relationships often are just manifestations of like some sort of internal struggle that I'm having Mm -hmm. or some sort of insecurity, some sort of insecurity, some sort of trauma. Mm -hmm. It's a trauma response. You know what I'm saying? Like raging out. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like raging out at people, blowing up at people, not being able to communicate effectively. Like, so yeah, I mean, I think now, I think now, I'd like growth. to think that, yeah, growth. Growth. <laughs> I'd like to Shout think now that I try to keep that at the forefront of my mind, you know? I think if conflicts do arise, listening, active listening active is important. listening, hello. Um, speaking from a position of me and not you, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, I feel... Not you did. Yeah. And also just admitting and accepting when you have wronged someone. I think that goes a long way. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. so often when you get into conflict or disagreements, it's like very easy to deflect and very easy to like 
you know, just try to come to your own defense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? As opposed yeah. to just being like, yeah, I fucked that up. I wasn't thinking this is where I was coming from. Forgive me. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I think conflicts ultimately, conflict has to happen to learn conflict resolution. You yeah. Know, it's, a, it's a life skill. Nothing is always going to be peaches and roses. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never... I think with every friendship, I probably had a little bit of static with each person. Like, I don't know if there's anyone that I've just had, like, smooth sailing with. And if that's the case, we probably don't interact that much. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm talking about my best friends. (laughs) Like, the people that I'm, like, really, like... Going through. Spilling the tea and they're doing the same for me and, like... We're hanging out. We're seeing each other. Where our lives are being intertwined. Right. That's where the like issues come up, and not because there's something wrong with us, but just because like the more frequency you have with someone, shit is bound to come up. Yeah. And like relationships, not that they should be messy, but they just are. Like yeah. their work, and I find that people put more work in being intentional in their romantic relationships they and their do. friendships yeah. and that frustrates me a little bit mm-hmm. and I find that the source of most conflict is communication mm-hmm. like that we just yep. didn't talk about like we let something simmer and then something small might happen and it boils over whatever right. it might be so I've tried my best to be blunt about my needs Mm -hmm. within friendships and relationships and then also asking like am I doing enough in this relationship Mm -hmm. in the way that you need it because maybe you are somebody who like catch up once a month is cool with you yeah Yeah. and you're fine with that Mm -hmm. I like for my friends to like do a check-in, even if it's like a text or something, sometimes a little more regular. Like I think, I think you're mm-hmm. you're a person and who likes to nurture nurture your relationships like in person. Yeah. Yes. You are your love language is definitely quality, quality time. It, it is quality yeah. time. Yeah. You see how happy I become when I'm yeah. <laughs> you're like, can we just get together? Yeah. When you're like, I I love couch. You're like at the very least, let's just have lunch. Let's have lunch on a patio. Should we just sit on a patio? You know what? Fuck you guys. This podcast is not about me. <laughs> that's very important like we know that's what you need to have a healthy friendship and we recognize yeah. that shit and we make it happen you do yeah we you make do. it happen so i mean moving on from that like as you have grown up now that we are women of a certain age i don't know if we're at the age where we don't talk about our age yeah. have we reached that no no, no no i don't give a shit we're, i'm 33 we're all 33 yes our knees hurt christina's probably like 34. 40 at this point I'm 34. <laughs> and it's like what do you i mean i guess you've already touched on it but what do you require out of your friendships and what do you require of yourself Mm -hmm. from your friends Mm -hmm. like what do you think your friends should give you okay priya get back to you (laughs) 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 okay okay i'll go first i'll go first i think and for the most part i think my friends know this about me but i need space yeah yeah i need space i need time yeah. <laughs> like I need to decompress I need to rethink about situations period. <laughs> period like I'm a person who needs to like be alone so I can recharge mm-hmm. to be 
with people again. Yeah. That's what I require. And of my friends, I guess I just want that respect mm-hmm. in that space. And I think that, like I said earlier, I think I just need to be quicker with the communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you, what I appreciate now or that I've noticed is like if we're supposed to do something and you cancel, you don't apologize for it. Because mm-hmm. oh. I recognize <laughs> that I'm one, I'm not going to be mad uh-huh. because I just assume you needed whatever time you're taking for mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have canceled on me if it didn't need to happen. A hundred percent. But I, but I think I also, I'm like, I don't want to cancel. Like, Know that me that canceling. That pressure. Yeah, that's why. Like, it took a lot for me to cancel. Okay. <laughs> I know that you put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't, don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's wonderful that I think this friends group at this table is yeah. very special. Like, yeah. It's top of the top for me amongst all of my friends. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's like we have a level of understanding and it's only getting better like of each other that it's like, you know, I'm not tripping. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you know that I know that you know that we know that, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Everyone's on the same page here. Right. I, I, my, my hope is that everyone can experience that at some point in their lives. But, um, yeah, I think, like, friends understanding you. Like, after a time, like, y'all just got to know me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think what I require from my friends is, or what I would like from my friends is grace. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, patience. Mm-hmm. Like, I have realized over the past few years that I got a lot of shit, like, just brewing <laughs> just under got, the surface. You know what I mean? I got bags. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are moving cross-country. Like, I got hella bags. So, I think when people honor you with, like, just patience, understanding, like, I'm giving you time to grow. Obviously, don't put up with bullshit for too long from anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And be but, vocal about it. Don't just have me out here fucking up and you not say anything because yes. you yeah. want to give me space accountability and, space yeah, and yeah, time yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. No. We show Call me out on my bullshit. Call yeah. me out on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Be accountable and understand that I am not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm eternally growing. And if if I'm doing it right, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting better. I'm becoming a better person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think there was a beautiful, this is one of the many times I cried in the Insecure (laughs) finale is, and spoilers if you haven't seen it, but you've probably already seen it by this point. But when Molly and Issa were in the bathroom at her wedding yes, and Molly said, thank you for loving me even when I was being me. Yeah. Or to something to mm-hmm. that effect. Yeah. And I love that mm-hmm. line because we are imperfect and we saw Molly as a character being very much imperfect mm-hmm. in what, like, I think they were trying to make her imperfect. Right. But right. Yeah. a lot of people are like that even though they don't recognize their imperfection or their flaws or whatever. And Issa was there. Mm-hmm. There was effort. There mm-hmm. was effort to change the 
the dynamics of their relationship. There mm-hmm. was like effort to work on it, even yeah. it, even when it was awkward. Like, okay, but I still fuck with you. Right. It's just weird right now. Right. It's just weird it's right just now. It's weird right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think all of us, like, we have lived a very unprecedented. <laughs> No. We've been so unprecedented. We can't we don't even remember what being precedented was. Like we've been so unprecedented for the last two years that it's like people react in though like under those circumstances differently. Mm-hmm. So it's really something that we are like sticking with each other and working through that and like trying to maintain our friendships even though we've been dealt a really shitty hand. Yeah. I was going to say that the insecure when you were talking about like episodes, what stands on my mind is from the first season, Uh the last episode, Mm -hmm. they (laughs) are at some sort of like house or on a trip with Kelly. God, I just want to call her Amanda, but yeah, I know. Together, and she Lawrence calls her back, and she thinks they're trying to get back together, so she's trying to get back to LA to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And her and Molly are fighting, and she was going to take an Uber. And she's like, Molly, Molly was like, I'll just take you. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, we're fighting, whatever. Get in the car. Yeah. And they don't really say much because there's still, like, friction. And she's like, your body goals. <laughs> he says yes to Molly. Yeah. <laughs> like, she can't, you know, it's not sorry. Right. It's none of that. Right. It's yeah. just that. Yeah. And I love that because it's like there's an understanding of what we have is so deep. Mm-hmm. And we've worked at this for years. Doesn't mean you should keep shitty people just because they've been in your life for years. Yes. That's, that's very important to know. Yeah. yeah. But when you do think it's something you should work at, mm-hmm. I love that there's that level of understanding. So let's not start here. Let's start maybe two levels above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. Don't, we don't have to go there. For me, I think I always think about intentionality and thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. And so when my relationships with people and vice versa, like that people are really putting work into the friendship and the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we're at it all the time, but it means okay with saying, I'm sorry Mm -hmm. when that counts or calling things out when they're not working or when they're going really well. Just like affirming each other. I'm I'm having so much fun with you guys right now. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. You know, I I do think we've become those like very corny people. Oh, we're sappy as hell. And maybe it's corny <laughs> my this knees hurt. I'm sappy, <laughs> and, and I have a heating pad for my back. That's where I am. This is a lot of our, like you know, our experiences growing up. Like I don't know about y'all out there, but I didn't come from a house where we we're like, I love you so much. Yeah. I love you. No. Hugs and kisses. Like no, we didn't do any of that. But I think with my friends, like it took a lot of time. For me to even be like, I love you too, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and that's I, that immigrant shit. That's that immigrant shit. <laughs> that's that immigrant shit. They, they, I'm, they, like, they, mm, I'm not gonna say it no. or like, oh, this no. feels too much. But at the same time, like, I do. I know how it makes me feel when my friends tell me that they love me or they care about me or they, at the very least, they fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. So I want to give that back, even though it's not natural to me. Yeah. But I. Like, there's nothing wrong with showing love. I mean, no. girl, I my parents are not immigrants, but we did not say... I, my mom always said it, my dad, not so much. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And I think all that almost had the reverse effect on me. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess also a trauma response probably. Hello. But I really like to hear that people love me. You know what I'm saying? And I really like saying it to yeah. other people because like you said, it just, it confirms and yeah. affirms. You know what I'm saying? So I think there was a point I don't know when it happened where I was like, I'm just going to be telling people that I love that I love them. Unfortunately, it's usually like a death thing for Mm -hmm. me where I'm like, yikes, I should start telling people. (laughs) Because you are not going to be here one day and I won't ever be able to tell you this. That's what started the cards. Like the ones that I sent annually. I was like, why do people have to have kids to send like these holiday cards and shit like that? Like my life matters as a single person with whatever's happening in my life and somebody close passed away. And I was like, I don't know if I ever told them. So like to like deal with that pain, I wrote like 80 cards. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote one to like a third grade teacher. Like, I was just writing. <laughs> I love everyone. I need everyone to know. <laughs> and then I just like, it kind of became a thing and people were like, I can't believe you handwrite those and you put it together. I, but like, it's what? something I look forward to every it's year. Like, really. I got a letter. I got a card the other day and just from the outside, I was like, oh, this, oh, this is, is from Priya. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't from you. Oh. It wasn't from you but because that has been such a like display of like our friendship and like holiday season and whatever whatever I assumed mm-hmm. that it was from you mm-hmm. I was convicted that it was from you until I actually opened the I'm card about cards you're you know about the mean? cards and I think that's special and like you know we just circling back piggybacking and <laughs> going back to our first <laughs> rewinding <laughs> all about rewinding and piggybacking but I think that it is I don't even remember what I was gonna piggyback to but like just telling people how you feel when you feel it yeah in the moment like we're here for a good time not a long time (laughs) let us and especially in this season and these unprecedented (laughs) we should Honestly, be better about telling our platonic friendships, not just our romantic relationships, not even just our familiar, but like our friends, our homies, our girlfriends, our homeboys, like tell your people that you fuck with them, that you Mm -hmm. love them because you just never fucking know. You don't Mm -hmm. ever want to what if or I wish I did. Yeah. Period. Period. (laughs) Material girl. (laughs) Well, this was a fantastic conversation. This is great. This was a wonderful way to start the year. We also talk so much about deep shit that it was really beautiful to start it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Here this way. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Okay, guys. Well, if you want to... You want to cheers? Cheers. Cheers to that. Instagram is at CDOT Andrews Bethany. Mine is at Bethane the Drug. 
Preen's not on Instagram. She's still on Facebook. You like were a on Instagram. 50 year old. <laughs> For like a second. You guys are lucky I got off of MySpace, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weren't you on Instagram before? For like a hot second. She was, on, I was like Preen on me. I had really bad friends who created one and were posting really embarrassing things. Okay. Oh. And Amy would send them. Okay. Oh. I also have a bad sister. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded by so much badness. <laughs> What's up with that? That's going to be the next episode right. of Relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you don't have to find Priya because you'll probably see her on one of our pages right. anyway. Exactly. Um, if you want to email us, we're at lemonpepperwetpod at gmail.com. And... I mean, you'll find us somehow. You'll find yeah. us. You'll find us somehow. Uh, any last thoughts? No. As always, thank you guys for joining us. We cannot wait to talk to you again. Bye. Bye. See ya.